Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are back with episode 29 of the Green Street Hammers podcast, and we have a game to talk about. Adam Scott and Jeremiah discuss West Ham's preseason win, the latest transfer rumors, and do a lightning round of Hammers Polls questions. Keep it locked on the Green Street Hammers podcast. All right, welcome back to the Green Street Hammers podcast. We're happy to have you as the preseason is underway for us West Ham supporters. Myself, Adam, here with Scott Davis and Jeremiah. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? Doing, doing well. Jeremiah, yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Burning up. It's like 91 degrees out here. So. Yeah, it is sticky Middle where of I am, summer. too. Yeah, we're, we're, we're well within it here. Um, so, uh, plenty has happened in the West Ham world over the last little while. Unfortunately, no signings, but we do have uh, a match to talk about finally. Episode 29 can commence with a match, and that match was West Ham's first preseason game in uh, Austria against Altrak, Altac, uh, an Austrian side there. Um, the final score in this one ended up being 3-2 for West Ham. Uh, a pretty solid performance from a tough team, uh, but it, it was very... Um, it was a very disjointed game just simply because West Ham basically played two different teams in the first half and second half and added a lot of youth in there. But uh, as always, that's what we expect. Uh, I'm going to pull up the teams here and we'll go over those. Uh, and we'll start in the first half and sort of treat them as separate matches here. But uh, we'll start here. Scott, I'm going to get your opinion on it. I'm going to read it out to you here. Roberto Annette, Fredericks at right back, Diapa Nagbana, center back. Ben Johnson at left back, Sanchez and Noble in center mid, and uh, Lanzini on top of them with attacking mid, and then a front three of Snodgrass on the right, Anderson on the left, and Antonio at striker. Scott, what were your thoughts when you saw that uh, lineup announced? Uh, well, you know, I knew that we had to play Sanchez somewhere along the way, and it sounded like Creswell had a bit of a tweak, and there was a bit of a concern to keep him safe this morning. So I wasn't surprised to see Johnson in there. Uh, a little surprised to see Anderson start um, a first preseason friendly. You know, uh, he didn't play a lot this summer, so it's good for him to get a run out. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see a bit more youth. Uh, but you know, also the good side of this, seeing Roberto there, and I don't know if I don't know if you saw any of the the, the uh, commentary on Twitter, but uh, there's a huge Roberto fan club now uh, about him starring in the next Fast and Furious movie as one of the villains. Uh, somewhere he's a good-looking cat. He's a good-looking <laughs> guy. A, it's like wow. We well, we we lost Adrian's hair, but this guy, this guy's pretty good-looking. So yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure the lady, the ladies will like that. So you know, not a bad lineup. It's a preseason. Let's run out some kids, run out some old guys. Let's get going. So it was it, it was good-looking. Jeremiah, any uh, any surprises in there for you? You know, I think the uh, the Ben Johnson thing was a bit of a surprise. I thought we might see you know either Cress or Mazawaki. Oh, well, not Mazawaki, but Cress for sure. Um, but, you know, like a tweak or illness or whatever it was, it was good to see him. And I, I thought he played well. Um, that was a surprise. Seeing Antonio up front was a little bit of a surprise. But, 
we saw how that played out pretty well too. So um, all in all, it was, it was good. Sanchez looked good on that header. Some of the uh, defensive play of Sanchez, maybe not as good. Um, I seen a funny comment somebody posted, like you know the Al Tracker or whatever their name was. They could they could kick it right at him, and it would have uh, it would have been as good of an offense as it was defense. So it was a little bit of a burn, but. Um, no, I, that was about it for surprises. It was, like you said, Scott, it was a preseason, man. So just good to get out there and then see them get out there and, and do well. Yeah, I, I guess Johnson was the biggest surprise, as Scott had had outlined there. But it, it's a strong side. I mean, Noble, Lanzini, Snodgrass, Anderson, Antonio, Diop, Fredericks are all expected to be in and around our starting 11. Uh, you mix in Ogbonna there as well, and, and you never know. So um, a strong side. And the first half ended 2-1 for West Ham. Uh, the first goal was Carlos Sanchez, as mentioned by Jeremiah. It was a header off of a Snodgrass corner um, in the fifth minute, just about the sixth minute. Uh, something that was interesting about this goal was, uh, if you watch it back, Antonio jumps just ahead of Sanchez and pulls two defenders to try and mark him. Because he does that, the ball skips right over, and Sanchez it goes off of his, his big afro and right into the net. Um Again, as Jeremiah had mentioned, that was about the only positive thing that he did. He was atrocious against this team. Granted, they pressed very hard, but Sanchez was awful. He 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 really he really to me worked himself out of uh, future considerations here. Yeah, I was I was uh, I watched back uh, the first goal the other team got, and it's like clearly a guy comes in late. The center backs are both tied up. You're doing their job. And he's standing there. This guy's got a free run. So, I mean, you know, grateful that he cushioned it into the net with that great throw. But overall, you know, just, man, he's just outlined to me exactly how bad um, we need well, to sign another sense of center defensive mid. And even before that, um, before that first goal, he let somebody go right past him as well. And luckily, Diop kind of came in for the rescue and kind of uh, blocked the net on that because otherwise it would have been – a different game from there absolutely and, and let's talk about the second goal here uh, as mentioned it's another interesting point because as mentioned antonio is starting as a striker um chicharito and, and hugo were on the bench for this one who are actual strikers but if you look at our wingers uh we have snodgrass anderson uh yarmolenko grady diangana nathan holland who didn't get a look today um, all of these players who could play on the wing so i guess they wanted to see maybe what they had in, in antonio and make sure he got a good run out today and that he did. He looked great up the middle. Uh, any aerial play was sort of his territory with some smaller wingers beside him. But he, he was great up the middle. And the, and the goal came off of Mark Noble, uh, a man who, according to our opposition, only passes the ball sideways or backwards, who sent it over the top long ball uh, that that uh, Antonio caught with a great touch, flew right by the defenders, and uh, quote-unquote dribbled the keeper and put it in for, for a nice 2-0 goal there. Um were you, were you guys impressed with him as striker? Did he look any different than he did at winger this season, uh, last season, rather? Uh, he's a bit of a beast, right? Like, so he he runs like a madman, uh, and he, he, I think it's been said many times. You know, he's so uh, deceptive as a as a forward because not even he knows what he's going to do. He, he played well. I, I was happy. Like, you know, you talk back about the first goal. I mean, he drew two defenders away by jumping. He's a big man. He's kind of hard to ignore. So, you know, playing very centrals not bad for him. Scored a shed load of headers, what, two or three years ago? Yeah, last I season he, in, he had a great amount of headers, and with uh, Payet there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he scored with his foot that year. I think it was all headers. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he, yeah, he can play that role. He's not a traditional striker, but he could play that role. I, I didn't get a great look at it. 
somewhat of a hint that he might have been offside for his goal. I don't know for sure. VAR uh, will come into play on that for the rest of the season, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I, there was no VAR today, so, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, you know, he, he did okay. You know, he just He's done it before. Um, he'll do it for a while, and we'll get to that place, and eventually, you know, he his lack of traditional striker skills and strengths and, um, you know, history will probably show up and we'll probably miss goals because he's not a traditional striker, but that's okay. I mean, heck, we, we don't have a traditional striker right now as it is we, in a lot of ways. We don't have a big target in the middle. we got Chicharito on the bench, and uh, I, as much as I saw a lot of people saying, oh, we should get Jordan Hugel out there, hey, you know what? If it's if it's going to be uh, for uh, uh, Chicharito and uh, Antonio this year, it's not terrible. It's just not great. Yeah, it's not next level. Uh, Jeremiah, do you prefer? We, we know that Antonio is a right winger. Do you prefer him as a striker or right back? That's tough. Um, I think probably for me, right. You said right back. Right back. Yeah. So of his secondary positions, do you prefer him as a right back or a striker? <laughs> Clearly right back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> forward. Thanks, love. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, he scored a goal of the header at right he back did. last season. He did. And, you know, but even today, I, if you guys saw that, I was watching on ESPN3. He had some uh, He had some touch. Antonio touched to that. He, you know, kind of played around the keeper. And he, he hit it home where he very easily could have hit it over the net. So um, he had some Antonio touch, we'll call it. I think um, it, it wasn't bad. Do I want to see him there? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There was a lot of keys like that. If Yarmolenko is going to be healthy, obviously you might want to want him on the right side. So that would free up Antonio to play up front, depending on how Chicharito's doing. So it's a lot of interesting kind of question marks came from today for me. All right, so we'll jump into the second half here. Uh, and the team uh, was as follows. Roberto kept on in net until I believe the 78th minute or 73rd minute when he was replaced by David Martin. Zabaleta came in uh, to captain uh, the second squad, although Reed, who was also on, took the band, I believe. Diop stayed on until the 63rd minute. Johnson stayed on until the 63rd minute. Obiang, Wilshire, Cullen, Yarmolenko, Diangana, and Chicharito. Uh, it was nice seeing Reed back out there, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect him to still be with us. I would have expected him to either, you know, move on or retire or something with a you know, 14-month injury, but no, it's, it was good, and he didn't look terrible he you look bad. rusty you look yeah. rusty yeah he didn't look bad though and it was good to see the number two out there running around again and uh i like reed you know hopefully he does come back and hopefully he does get healthy and stays healthy uh, he would be a nice addition to have for cup games and if injuries do come into play it was also you know last season we saw diop play uh, a lot of cup games and then come back in and play season games, season or league games rather, Premier League games. And then by the end of the season, he was worn out, and we were we ended up going with sort of a ragtag mix between Diop, Ogbonna, and uh, Balbuena. But it, if we had four defenders, four center backs in the squad, it'd be nice to sort of be able to rotate in and out if someone's injured. No problem. We have two other guys who can step up, or you have a complete cup team uh, that that steps out there with two veteran center backs, certainly for the early rounds that can co- sort of bully and, and use their experience to take down some lower level competition. But it was just sort of uh, sentimentally nice to see Reed back out there, someone we all have a respect for and and someone we'd like to see play. It's just as his body doesn't hold up the way it does. Um, I'm going to move on to Johnson here. He was playing on his offside this game. Uh, he was subbed uh, in the 63rd minute for Sam Byram, which was a surprise. But um, he 
looked good in the first half. He was fine. He wasn't getting beat too often. Uh, he was getting uh, a little bit more brave. He, he took a shot that went off the crossbar, which was a really nice curling shot, had the keeper mm-hmm. beat. Um, so if he was off at halftime, you'd be willing to say, oh, Johnson, good good game there. You know, Let's see what he can do next time. Pellegrini, this is somewhere you have to, so another you know fact that you have to trust uh, the manager here, the, the mastermind. Pellegrini leaves him on to see what he can do in the second half, and instantly he looks kind of gassed, looks tired, is making poor decisions, and the ball gets stripped off him, centered into the box, and boom, two-two, almost uh, right after the kickoff to the second half. Um, are, are you guys as convinced as you were on Johnson, or did this game change your opinions on him as being possibly a breakout star from the academy this season? Um, didn't change my mind. I think he can still be a breakout. I mean, yeah, he did look gassed, but it's preseason. You know, his mm-hmm. conditioning's not perfect. He looked good in the first half, and, you know, he, he got beat. He's a kid. The The guys they're playing are not, you know, amateurs or playing Sunday League football. These guys play professional football. So a, a professional footballer who's got experience played a kid and took the kid to town, and the kid gave up, gave up the ball, and they get a goal. I accept that in the preseason. If he does that, if he starts becoming our regular uh, back either on the right or left side and he's continually doing that, then I'll get worried about it. But during a preseason match, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, man, you, you touched on everything. He's you know young. And seeing him playing on his offside, that was good and maybe promising if he can you know get it together and get some confidence behind it because it would be nice to have, you know, have him play either left or right. That would be a good thing to have with injuries and, and you know, kind of – the ups and downs of how our kind of wingbacks have been playing. So uh, it was good to see, you know, and it happens, man. It's, it's preseason. I don't, I don't try to get too worked up over it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I think it's really important that it has to be brought up that, again, he's a youngster and as proficient as he is on both feet, left back is not his position. He's being played there because Cresswell was out. Uh, ideally, they probably would have put Cresswell to start the left, the left back position and maybe had Zabaleta come on uh, in the left back position for the second half. And allow Fredericks and then, uh, you know, Hugel or sorry, not Hugel, uh, Byram or or Johnson to come on in the second half at right back. But regardless, you know, he's young enough where these mistakes in preseason, like you mentioned, Scott, are, are good. It's a good time to make mistakes, right? You're going to learn from these. You're young. You have a, a world class manager teaching you. Um, I'm okay with them as well. Uh, another graduate from the academy was out there in the midfield, Josh Cullen. Um, I'm interested to see what you guys thought of his performance. He looks noticeably small in the midfield. Um, I don't know. He, he has to be similar in size to Noble, but he just looks a little bit smaller. But I did like his passing up the middle. Uh, he disappeared at times, but he came back to help out the center backs, Excuse me, which was really great to see. And um, he didn't look out of place beside Wilshire and Obiang, who I thought had great games. What did you guys think of uh, the next Mark Noble, possibly? I think Declan Rice is a lovely player. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, If we're going to talk next, Mark Noble, that would be Declan. Um, Noble never played for City. Come on. Fair. (laughs) All right. I had to take the shot. Hey, uh, fair play. Fair play. Uh, He was okay. Um, He didn't light a fire. I didn't go, wow, look at that kid. He disappeared. He made some good plays. You're right. His passing looked good. It's the first game of preseason again, but you know what? A little bit more concerning to me is, you know, this is a kid who's what twenty three now, twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see anything that you know made me go, "Wow, he's got to get into the first team." That I, I would like to have seen something that made me go, "Yeah, you know, confidence." But I, 
I didn't. I want to see how it develops. You know, I want to see how Pellegrini uses uses him for the rest of the preseason, and we'll go from there. But uh, not an A plus performance from him. Jeremiah? No, I think uh, I think good news for him is he is on the list to go play in China, so it's going to be possibly more opportunities for him. But yeah, like you said, Scott, at twenty three, I mean, isn't Fornals twenty three? Right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he is. Yeah. Uh, so with that, for me, I mean, the same age. He's got a he's got a show. It's time for him to show up. I wrote a piece uh, for Green Street Hammers about that, about just that, about how this preseason is, is key for him because it's now or never. I feel like I mean he's been around since 15, 16 time frame, and uh, it really is kind of now or never. Uh, are you going to make it in the Premier League or not? And you hate to see that happen, but you know uh, it does happen quite a bit. And if we have other players step up around, then maybe it is time. I didn't get to watch a lot of the second half. Um, but you're right, Adam. He did look small out there. He does. He, he he might be the same height as Noble, but I don't think he's got as much mass on him. Not saying Mark Noble is a big dude, but he definitely looks small compared to everybody else out there. Yeah, the one thing I will say about him is if he has anything going for him to get into the first team, it's that he looked uh, head and shoulders above uh, Sanchez. Um, mm-hmm. Say what but you yeah. will about the goal. I would give that goal to, to to Snodgrass for pinging it off his lifeless head. But uh, yeah, that that was a. Uh, I, I, it wasn't a performance that hurt Cullen's position at all. He didn't look out of place, as mentioned. Um, but but you guys are correct because you know he didn't really step out. I would like to see him played um, in a defensive midfield position beside someone like Declan Rice. Uh, but there's time for that. Um, we'll go ahead to the goal here. Uh, it came off of a corner kick that was taken short, but uh, by Jack Wilshere, who worked it to Diangana, who worked it to Zabaleta, who worked it to Diangana, who worked it to. Uh, Jack Wilshere again, and he put in a lovely cross to which uh, a kneeling Issa Diop got down to ball level and perfectly knotted in the ball across the net. Great work goal, uh, and Wilshere really put his stamp on the match. I think he was he might be uh, the man of the match for West Ham and for the entire game, for that matter. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, I think uh, I think he played well, and, and the goal was I think I, I saw the highlight of it, and it was kind of going back and forth, back and forth, and then he put it in. I was impressed. I felt like uh, the corners were pretty decent all game, uh, from what I saw anyway. And the crosses in, they looked pretty solid too. So that was a good um, – and I know we did better at it last year. We are getting better at it. So, But that's a good sign for me. Um, solid goal, but you're right with Wilshire. I thought he looked good. He looked, looked great the whole time he was in there. Um, definitely, you know, man of the second half and probably the whole time too. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you on that. I uh... – I quite liked seeing Jack Wilshire out there. I was a little cons- I'm always concerned he's going to get hurt, right? I'm always concerned something's going to happen. Very it's a preseason. You can, you, so you always kind of hold your breath. He looked good. He looked confident. He looked solid. Uh, he moved the ball well. And you know, this is one of those times when you look at him and go, "Dude, just keep your body together." Because there's just moments where you look at him and go, "You're just so much better than so many of the other players out there. Just stay healthy." Uh, but, you know, again, I'm happy to see him. And, you know, we've been looking for a box-to-box midfielder. Jack, keep it together, buddy. You could be it. Yeah, the way he moves on the interior of the pitch is great. Uh, and anytime you get uh, you get a cross coming off someone's foot like that to find Diop is awesome. Can't say too much more about that. Uh, the Hammers saw the, the rest of the game. Chicharito was out there. Didn't have much of an impact. Same with Yarmolenko. But um, those are guys, I think, who are – you know, trusted and proven enough that you you don't need to see them show up in a uh, in a preseason match to say like, oh, are they gonna? What kind of players are they? We know what they are. We know what we're getting with them. Uh, 
this all tag team, all track team looked really great. They they brought a lot of pressure, and it was a good test for West. I think we can all sort of agree on that on that statement there. Um, but we'll we'll leave the match review there, and we'll move on to uh, some transfer links. And firstly, let's talk about the failed transfer of Maxi Gomez, uh, the man we were all convinced we weren't going to get, then we're going to get, then weren't, then were, then weren't, then were. Uh, apparently, the deal is not dead. Although that's probably Sky Cavic trying to sort of get some sort of respect back, but um, it looks like Maxi Gomez is going to be a Valencia player. What are you guys' general thoughts on this, Scott? I'll come to you first. Do you feel like it was wasted time? Do you feel like this was just negotiations? What are your thoughts on the whole Gomez saga? Um, you know, the, the club took a fair swing at trying to get a world-class player. Uh, I made a comment on Twitter. These deals are hard. These guys have options. We've got to negotiate. It's got to come together both in terms of what that player wants, what the team wants, what his agent wants. Uh, you know, can we negotiate a deal for his services? Can we get him to the place where he's happy coming to play for us? He sounds like he would have been homesick in some ways based on some of the commentary I've seen. And, you know, at that point in time, we go, geez, is that, is that the kind of place we should spend this money? I mean, he's a fabulous player, but maybe we dodged a bullet because, you know, I don't want to be, I don't go through the Arnie thing again. Uh, I love the skill. I love the fact the club had the, the balls to go out there and go, we're going after a guy that lots of people want. You know, we've heard that Barcelona wanted him. Uh, Valencia wants him. And I, and I honestly, I think we're out. I think, I think he goes to Valencia, but agreed. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I was thrilled the club made the chance. Uh, as I've said a couple of times in some other places, I really hope they have a, you know, plan B, you know, up and ready to go. And it sounds like there's something going on with Haller. So maybe that'll be, That'll work out. Jeremiah, what do you think? Were you frustrated with the Gomez saga? Were you on the edge of your seat? Let me know. I don't think I was frustrated. I definitely wasn't on the edge of my seat, but I am glad that it's over. Um, I just would rather, you know, it, it, it would have happened or didn't happen. But, yeah, I'm glad that it's over. Um, I didn't know much about him, to be honest with you, before we started talking about him last year. Um, he is world-class, though, or he's going to be. And like you said, Scott, it's good to see – you know, West End go out and do that. Um, it's not like we're going after uh, Diafra Sacco where he doesn't have a lot of options and West Ham is the biggest option. So, of course, he's going to take that. You know, this is somebody that's going to have bigger options than us. Uh, you know, playing in the Champions League, that's huge and comparable. And you're right. He would have came for the money and that would have been it. Uh, nothing against East London, but it's not as pretty as Valencia, right? So, Oh, come uh, on. Where else can you get Where else yeah. can you get jelly well, deals? This is true. This is true. But, uh, but yeah, I think that just the big thing is, is that, you know, he chose that. And, and, you know, if he would have came to us, it would have been for the money. And a year or two years from now, it would have been a situation of him trying to leave. And it would be nicer to get somebody in there that's actually wanna, that would want to play there and be there and stay there for a while. My thoughts on the whole situation are maybe a little bit different. I cannot stand... And Jeremiah, I don't think you're, the, you're the, really the target of this. But the people who make the, oh, he's just coming for money argument... To me, it makes no sense to bring that up. Have you seen the wages these players are paying are playing for? Yes, it would yeah. be an increase to come to West Ham. It looks like he's going to make around sixty k a week uh, it, with Valencia. West Ham are willing to pay him over a hundred k a week. Um, these are like what? Of course, every player is playing for money. Like this, this is insane. Also, players get more money for the more tournaments they play in, so these wages could end up leveling themselves out. Regardless, he's a twenty-two-year-old player was probably more comfortable staying in Spain. All of the talk that was happening was most likely 
uh, from his agent trying to get him the best deal possible. He ends up signing for Valencia, staying in Spain, which is apparently his his number one priority. But he also, because of West Ham joining in and, and possibly moving the deal, got 30k extra wages added on to his wage bill already or to his uh, to his paycheck already. So there's a lot of business happening here. Don't say someone's just oh they would only be coming for for you know money yeah he's also going and getting paid at valencia sure it's less but it's a different situation that that bothers me when people think that by the goodness of their own heart oh he just wants money move on from him just like arnautovic no it's not it's not like arnautovic arnautovic was completely different than any other situation he had his shithead brother go around and try and sell him to other teams signing a deal is completely different from that not even in the same ballpark and that discussion, it's lazy, to be honest. It's, it's a lazy explanation to the situation, which is completely blown out of proportion when players just want to play for money. If they didn't, they'd be in their neighborhood park kicking the ball around for fun, for the joy of the game. Now, Yeah, but w- w- wait a minute. You know, don't you and I go to work for the money? Absolutely. Don't, Everyone don't you, does don't everything. You, you know, I, I live in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I've got a nice house, nice place to live. I've got great reasons to stay here. I get a job offer for somewhere else. I measure everything, including the money, to go somewhere else. Uh, so it's just like, hey, you know, what are the positive and negatives? More money isn't always the right answer. Uh, staying where I am, you know, for family reasons is sometimes a great reason to stay there. It's not just about me. Uh, and I agree with you. The Marco situation is completely different. Um, as I said in the Bitch Fest this week that I did with uh, Nick Stamper, hey, you know what? Marco committed himself to the team in January. <laughs> Maxi Gomez never made a video, t- you know, t- tapping his heart, tapping the chest with his hand, or, or tapping the the badge with his hand, going, "Oh, I love this club." He made a business decision and a family decision. Freaking move on, people. Sorry, Arnavich, I, had to, Arnavich, I had to get that. Arnavich, he wanted to play for the Chinese Super League. I mean, he wanted to win he trophies, kid, right? right? I've heard it's been his dream since he was a child playing the Chinese Super League and hold up the trophy. I just, it's a different situation, but everybody's just got to, frankly, get off Maxi Gomez's backside about this. Maxi made right. a family decision, and that's fine. Go do that. At least he was honest about it. Yeah, okay, his agent got him a better deal. That's what his agent's supposed to do. Nobody, nobody died. <laughs> what, about yeah. this, what about the... Yeah. the theory of West Ham wasted a month of time negotiating this deal. To oh, me, that's, that's another dumb, dumb I think, I think that's crap. Uh, he, listen, they, he obviously had conversations, and he was obviously thinking something. West Ham made him look, and he seems to have thought about it. In the end, he made a different decision. This is going to happen. You don't get to sign everybody you want. It's the, You don't get to dance with every girl at the, at the party, okay? So sometimes you just got to move on. I, I yeah, completely right. agree. I these think... deals take time. You know, sorry, Jeremy, I don't want to cut you off. I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. Um, these deals take time. And do you really think Pellegrini, who's silly, those guys who have played in the Champions League, guys who have won trophies together, guys who have strong connections in Spain, would really think that they weren't in on this and were getting dragged along? That That is as asinine as, as anything right there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah like I'm sorry. Said, I'm still in no rant, way, I'm still in rant no mode way. about that. Rant. <laughs> sorry, I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm still in a rant mode about this. These guys are not stupid. Like everybody, sorry, I, I'm I'm kind of pissed off because everybody thinks they've got everything figured out, and we don't. And you know what? It, shit's gonna happen. We're not gonna get everybody. Sorry, I'll stop rant mode. Sorry, Jeremiah. No, you guys are good, man. You guys are good. I think that uh, you know three things out of this. One, 
you know, you're absolutely right. It, we didn't waste any freaking time. Like, West Ham didn't waste a month of time waiting on him. You know, Fusilius has already got other people. They've been talking to other people. Um, you're wrong, though, Scott. Everybody on Twitter knows exactly what's going on. So, um, just so you know that. But um, <laughs> Thank, thank but, you for uh, correcting me, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. Um, and, you know, like you said with the money deal, Adam, I get it. You know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I will say at Valencia, he's going to make – probably about what i make in a whole year in a week so that's frustrating but uh but uh, additionally with that adam i think in the first time in like a year and a half we've we've disagreed on something so that's like got to be a milestone marker so (laughs) (laughs) always good to have a a clashing of heads especially a heated one um let's let's move on let's drop it and move on to the next uh, link for West Ham, and that is Sebastian Haller, the French uh, striker. He played for Eintracht Frankfurt last year, scored a bucket load of goals. He's, he's in the last five seasons, scored 10 or more goals in every season. That's mixed between the Dutch Professional League and in uh, Bundesliga in Germany. Uh, he is very tall. I think he's uh, he's just he's over six feet tall. Uh, he's a target man, but he also feeds uh, his teammates and can, can score with his feet. Very exciting striker. The links were almost immediate moving on. Uh, X had talked about this on the West Ham Way podcast previous, but um, to me, Haller would be a better fit than Maxi Gomez. He's a few years older at 25 opposed to 22 or 23, um, but I, I like Haller better. Scott, what are your thoughts on him? Have you have you looked into him at all, and would you be excited if that was our marquee signing? Since uh, since everybody's brought him up, I looked a little bit at his play. I looked at his stats and stuff. I Listen, I can't really speak intelligently to him. Uh Again, I think we have to kind of go to the place where if we trust Husilius and uh, Pellegrini that this guy's worth it, sure. Is the Bundesliga the toughest league in the world? I don't think so. But he can score goals. He's a big man. Eh, you know what? If, if if that's the right guy, then I'm going to have to trust the leadership of the club and kind of go with it. Uh, these guys don't seem to be making terrible decisions right now. So from my point of view, I trust those guys. Sure, he's the right guy. Jeremiah? Yeah, I mean, same like with you, Scott. I don't know a lot about him. I've watched them a couple times whenever they, I think, did Frankfurt play, was it Chelsea? They might have played Chelsea in, like, the semis of the Europa or something like that. I remember watching him, and um, he does look good. You know, I've looked him up on YouTube, but everybody looks good on YouTube. You can make Jordan Hugo look good on YouTube. Um, No offense to him, but (laughs) coming into it, I still believe in him, you know, know, starting this year, so we'll see what happens. But anyway – with, with Haller, yeah, I, I think he is going to be good if it, if it actually is true and we go through with it and finish and finalize it. Um, he is taller. I like his style of play a little bit better. You know, and he, he's going to be, I don't know, as much less money or right around the same amount. But either way, you know, I do like the Bundesliga. I think it's right up there. It's not quite Premier League talent, but it's not far behind. Um, so he's already been, you know, tested at that, which is far more than some of the other people we've been looking at. Yeah, I think he provides. He's sort of like an all-in-one striker, so it, it would be it would be a really strong signing. Apparently, the the lack of uh, Champions League football is is um, holding up this deal as a, as according to you know different links of, of negotiating with the player um, with a fee to be believed around forty million euros, around thirty six million pounds. Um, I think that would be throwing a lot of eggs in in one. You know, bucket there, but uh, one basket. But I, I think he would be a good fit. Um, I like that he's taller. He provides a different element. But again, we have to just wait and see. We're really guessing here. Um, I really do want to see though your guys' opinion it, of the strikers and forwards we've been linked to. Uh, 
please let me know who you guys would want as West Ham strikers. You can pick one or two. Um, let's cap it at, at forty five million for for what the uh, for what the <laughs> fee is because that's I believe that's actually what we have left in transfer uh, transfer money to spend without goings and whatnot. So. If you guys have a couple to go on, let me know. I, I would be really interested to see who you're interested in, who you think could make an impact. I can't remember the name of the kid, uh, the Portuguese kid, Malaga, Marega. Marega. He's, he's Marega. actually from Mali, but he's uh, he plays for Porto. Yeah, sorry, I, the kid who plays in Portugal. I, I, I actually, after a few people talked about him a while ago, and forgive me, I can never remember his name. I always screw it up. I looked at him. Yeah, you know what? He's young. He's strong. Um I think he's good physically. Uh, he looks like he's got a build that would work well in the the premiership. Uh, you know, price wise, he'd probably fit. Uh, I think there's a good uh, there's a good relationship between us and Porto, if I understand things correctly. So I don't think it'd be terrible. Uh, I you know I, I'd take a, I'd take a swing at him. I don't really. And after that, uh, you know, the only other one I want to say is Jonathan David. But you know, we can talk about that all day long if you want. The Canadian kid, Gold Cup winner, uh, the winner of the Golden Boot and the Gold Cup this year, 19 years old, scores every three games in the Bundesliga. Uh, so he's in um, yeah. Belgium, sorry. Uh, he's, yeah. I, I thought he played for Mainz. He plays for... Um, Is it Ghent? Ghent, yeah. Ghent? Ghent? Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, I've got Mainz on the mind for another reason. My apologies. <laughs> Mateta. But yeah. Mateta? Yeah. <laughs> Mateta. Um, Mateta. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? what? I'd love to see... I'd love to see us go off the board and go, look, can we buy this kid for like 5 million euros and go, let's take a swing at him. I mean, that's cheaper than we paid for uh, Jordan Hugel. So let's, we should go after him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's an interesting one there. Jeremiah, do you have any, any targets that uh, are, are lesser known? Lesser known? Um, I can't think of the guy's first name. I know we talked about him a little bit, but uh, he plays in Spain. It's uh, Iglesias is the last name. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I think. I can't remember his first name, though, but I do think he – there's been rumors of him getting picked up and moved around, but he's solid. And he was uh, he was playing at uh, Celta with or before Maxi Gomez, um, and he's looked pretty solid in, in you know, in the Spanish league. So I, I think that would be a pretty – it might be a good pickup. He's a little – I shouldn't say a little older. He's in his late 20s, but he would be a solid pickup. Is uh, it Borja Iglesias? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Nicholas Pepe, I still, once again, I think he might be getting rumored to get picked up by uh, a plethora of different teams. He plays in the French first division, and he, I did some research on him. He put in like 22 goals last year and played almost every game. So um, pretty solid, a lot taller. He reminded me a lot of Sacco, but a lot bigger. So mm -hmm. out of those two, it'd be good to see. They'd be right around the 40 mark. I think Iglesias would be much cheaper, but Pepe would be right around the 40 mark. And then there's a 19-year-old that plays for Juve, uh, Keen, I think is his last name. Moises Keen. I'm going to butcher up his first name. Moises, yeah. I, he didn't play too much last year. I mean, he did, but uh, he looked pretty solid. So I think out of those three, if if I was to be playing FIFA, you know, that might be who I look after. <laughs> hey, how, about, how about Balotelli? What do you think? I pass on him. Yeah, I'm going to pass too. I, I'm, I'm getting tempted. I really am. I Yes, I know he's... He's a bit of a drama queen, but hey, West Ham, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> hey, one-year deal, Isn't and the more we sit on our hands, maybe it becomes an option, right? Yeah, well, nobody else has got him yet either, and I think he wants a chance. I, in all fairness, I think he wants to come He wants to come back and play in the premiership. I don't think we are what he's dreaming of, but if we give him a shot and give him a good deal and make him the target, man, 
hey, it wouldn't suck. How's that? Hey, the number nine jersey is not his, though. He can't have that. He cannot have the number nine. It's a sign of things to come. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I'm, I'm, I wrote an article on Green Street Hammers about this. I, I'm all in on Morega. He's expressed interest in coming to West Ham before in different windows under Slavin Bilic, and then again he's been the target for Pellegrini. Like you had said, Scott, he's he's linked to West Ham through that connection with Porto. Um, I think he would be a good fit. Like you, like people are underestimating his value um, based off of his quote unquote finishing. I, I, in the article I go over, he played in ten Champions League matches and had nine goal involvements, which were se- uh, seven goals, two assists. The only time he didn't score was in the two matches against Liverpool, uh, who went on to win the Champions League. So I can't really fault him on that. Uh, he he's a really strong hold up play guy he has a lot of speed as well he reminds me of antonio if i'm being completely honest he's 28 so again people aren't excited because he's not a 21 year old player that's going to spend their whole life here which isn't going to happen regardless but this whole uh belief that 30 years old means you're dead is ridiculous um look at queguerella last year in uh, i think sampdoria in in syria the leading scorer in the league i think he's 37 um you know it Different players, are, you know, have different levels of effectiveness. I like him, and uh, I looked into that player Fedor Shalov, Chalov, uh, from Russia. He plays for uh, CSKA Moscow, and twenty-one-year-old um, striker. He's small. I think he's five nine, five seven, maybe. Really small, but he can finish with both feet. He is really, really good at. Uh, from his highlight tapes that I saw anyways, from disguising runs and sort of running diagonally to cross up defenders and getting into some space. Um, he looks like he could be worth a show. And if you buy, he's one of those players, if you buy him now, you could save yourself 10 to 15 million pounds by next summer. Where if you were looking to go back in from then, he has another great season and other eyes are on him. He could be one for the future. So th- those would be my two picks there. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Guys, I, I don't, it, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. Well, I was just I was just thinking, you know, the, the reality is that with all the panic we see going on, I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't we didn't get Maxi. You just listed off a shed load of options, and some of which you know are available. So I mean, this is part of the reason why I refuse to panic right now. Like, sure, I would have loved to have got Maxi Gomez, but just chill out, people. Exactly. There are targets out there. There are quality players out there. We didn't get the first one. We'll get the next one. And we're also drip fed information. We don't know. One percent of what's going on in the backroom dealings here, people are you know adding David Gold, yelling at Sullivan. <laughs> what what about Usilios? What about the guy who actually takes control of the transfers? Oh no, he's part of Pellegrini's right. scheme, so we don't want to slate him at all. Like you don't know anything <laughs> that's happening. You don't know any information. So let's all just try and stay positive. Give our opinions. Keep it respectful. Not try and point fingers at a failed window when it's a month away from being closed. Yeah. Agreed. And I mean, I, one of the things I do like this year is the window closes before the season starts. Agreed. So once we once the season starts, we don't have to worry about oh my gosh, we got to make one more signing. Eh, it'll be done. Yeah, Lucas Perez. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> nope. And I don't. And I, this is the thing. I don't think we're gonna see. Ugh, I, I say this with my my fingers crossed. I don't think we'll see a signing like Lucas Perez this year, where it's like oh, I need one more body. Uh, I'll go sign him. I think there's going to be much more. We've got most of the bodies we need. We're looking for very specific things, and we're going to go buy those things, and we won't worry about adding other people. Yeah, I can see some. I can see like a couple departures late on. Like I, I can see Byram going for scraps. I could see Sanchez going for scraps. I could see Obiang making his deal actually relatively soon. I was surprised he played today, to be honest. That tells me maybe it won't be as soon as I thought. But 
Um, I, I can see these players sort of going, and then you seeing uh, us sort of seeing someone come in that would replace Obiang and Sanchez in the team. You know what I mean? You have a solid bench option that can come off the bench every match, and you're okay with it. You don't have to see who's hot and cold between those two to come in. I can see yep. moves like that happening closer to the Thank deadline. That, Obiang, that, he didn't play bad today either. Obiang you know, looked he, good. He looked, he looked good. I give that to him. And you got to admire his professionalism. He it's well known that he wants to move back. Uh, is it Spain or Italy? He wants to go to Italy. Uh, Italy. Everybody knows it. He's not hit it, but he hasn't been a jerk about it. He hasn't made a stink. He's like, okay, I, I didn't get moved. I'm gonna keep playing. I he hasn't looked disinterested. I mean, there's times where he hasn't looked great, but he's handled like professional, unlike some other people we could name. So you know, hats off to Obiang. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Are, are we are we good on transfer talk, guys? I mean, nothing is really here to, to go over. Uh, uh, just, I'm excited for, to see him jump in the team. Sorry, Scott, go ahead. No, I, I just the, the only one other one I'm waiting for is uh, Hugo de Madrid. You know, I want to see that happen yet. Mm-hmm. But other than that, give no, him I don't. a chance. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. He's a lovely kid. He's just not there. Anyways, yeah, hey. I think I think we're done. He, he's been in a lot of PR videos for West Ham this offseason with the old English boys playing golf and whatnot. So who knows? Yeah. Never know. A nice 28-year-old in our under-23s or 26, whatever he is. <laughs> um, okay, guys, we're going to go on to Hammers Polls questions here. We're going to sort of do a little bit of a lightning round, and we'll get out of uh, we'll get out of here in a timely manner. Um, we'll go with Jeremiah giving his answer first, Scott next, and then uh, I'll chime in and move on. So... This poll was put up 18 minutes ago by at Hammers Polls. A good test for the first team in their opening preseason match with a 3-2 win. Antonio being utilized as a striker and bagged himself a goal. Should the unthinkable happen and Pellegrini is unable to secure a forward, would you be happy if Mikel was our target man? Jeremiah. No. I wouldn't see... Uh, I know Chicharito was kind of quiet, but uh, no, I wouldn't be happy with Antonio being the guy. Scott? Meh, no. See, I... I <laughs> I thought I read this as like, you know, Chichiru would be our striker, Antonio would be our our target man, Hugel would be a bench striker, but I don't know. I, I'm with you guys. It wouldn't I wouldn't really be happy with that. I think he's a good versatile player, but that's all right. Uh, okay, next question. Based on today's game, who starts the first game of the season? Wilshire or Sanchez? Easy Wilshire. Yeah, Sanchez looked awful. Wilshire every day of the week. Yeah, they also play different positions, so kind of an odd one. But um, I think if you're if you're going to go with a, a three person midfield, you you don't come close to Sanchez there. I should say in the in the previous one, sixty percent of people said no, they wouldn't be okay with with Antonio, uh, with eighty one votes there. And in this one, one hundred forty one votes, ninety seven percent chose Wilshire. Three percent of people misclicked. I assume. Who are the three <laughs> percent? <laughs> Name yourselves. They're the same dentists that don't recommend Crest or something like that. Uh, okay, apparently, according to at Tuto Mercado Web, West Ham have tabled a thirty-six million dollar bid for Marseille forward Florian Tovin. Would you have him in the deal if it involved Hernandez? Yes or no? Mm. Uh, just to, as a piece of information here. Sorry, I don't. I want to make you as informed as possible. If you didn't know already, yeah, yeah. he ha- he played striker for a, a good chunk of last year as well. That's why I was curious about if he played striker or not. Natural right winger striker. Did, yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't be okay with that. I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe, but it seems like the club and Pellegrini are kind of getting behind Chicha a little bit, giving them the number nine. I'm going to trust in what they got going on. 
Um, I'm going to disagree. I would be fine with that. I think the van would be an improvement. Um, it would also, frankly, be good for us in terms of like making ourselves look good to somebody who wants to leave. In this case, is Hernandez, who would like to move somewhere else. We would look like a, a well-thought, well-executed club that brought in an excellent player, gave somebody else a chance to go where they wanted to go. That would look good for us in the future for future signings. Yeah, it checks the boxes. I'm with Scott Moore on this one. I would take the move. I think this guy's pretty electric, and Marseille are, are in in uh, some financial trouble. Uh, if I were West Ham, I would bid exactly what uh, what we pay what we sold uh, uh, Payet for when he left. Yeah, get get our money back. Seventy one percent said no on that one. So people are people are feeling it. Um, this one comes back to Green Street Hammers. Which of these two possible striker targets would you want at West Ham? Fedor Shalov, Musa Morega, both or neither? Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I'm taking both. I would like to get it. would be a solid both. I think that would be a good buy to our good friend, Jordan Kugel. But <laughs> uh, like you were talking about Shalov earlier, man, I'm, he's exciting. I would, be, I would want to jump all over that and, and get on that before he gets even better and he's going to cost more or go somewhere bigger. So I would take both. I'm going to go with uh, Jeremiah on that one. I, both. I don't know Shalov at all, um, but you know, based on what I'm hearing from you guys, it sounds like he's a good fit, good guy. Why not? Yeah, I, I was the one who wrote the article, so I am on board with both. <laughs> um, we are in the minority, guys. 12% said both. Uh, actually, ironically enough, uh, Fedor Shalov has 24, Morega has 24, and neither has 41. So people are still holding on hope. Yeah. Oh. Um, Okay, uh, we have an interesting poll here from Hammers Polls. Only four players have scored 10 or more goals uh, back-to-back seasons in Premier League history for West Ham. Uh, Tony Cotty, Carlton Cole, Canute, uh, Canute sorry, or Arnautovic, a.k.a. Muggo. Uh, who scored the most in those two respective seasons? Oh. Do you guys know? This is this is trivia night. Probably Tony Cotty. I would imagine so. Wrong. That, that's where I would have gone, too. I would have said Cody. Maybe Carlton Cole, though, maybe. I don't know. So you perfectly mimic the uh, the the voters here because Muggo, 7%. Canude, 9%. Cole, 16%. Cody, 69%. So uh, I think we've, we've, uh, a- we've asked the audience if this was who wants to be a millionaire and, and we've gotten the, <laughs> the, the correct answer there. Uh, on to another transfer link. Uh, this one's from The Guardian. Uh, would you have a Diego Costa as he has surplus requirements at Atletico Madrid? Yes or no? Oof. I guess if you wanted to bring another bastard into the club, um, he would be a good fit for it. He's a good player. I don't really like the attitude, but uh, he's a good player. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with no. Ooh, okay, Scott. No way. Nope, no, two knows, no, eh? Not, not any day of the week. Uh, you know what? He's just a wanker. I don't want him. I said yes, and yes has 80%. Again, I do feel like this was possibly in the um, the wake of two possible failed transfers for big-name guys. He's a good player. He'd probably want to come back to London, to be honest, after being with Chelsea. And he actually didn't want to leave Chelsea. That was um, oh, old uh, Conte who, who pushed him out. So mm-hmm. you never know. Could be good, but you better have a good bunch of strikers on your bench if he's going to be on your team. Um, all right, let us finish here uh with this another transfer related question it's around eintracht frankfurt would you rather have a rebich b holler c both d neither Ooh. Mm. 
That's tough. I guess it depends on, uh, I guess, the monetary value of it. But Holler, I'm pretty excited about Holler. I think that would be a big hit. So I would just go with Holler. I would go with both. Uh, I, I have my... Uh my Serbian buddy who keeps on talking to me about <laughs> Rebic. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of Rebic, to be honest with you. And, sorry, Nick. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I'm slowly becoming part of the Serbian mafia. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd go with both. I'll take Holler. Um, I think we're good on attacking midfielders. We're good on wingers. So Rebic would push someone out of it that's already there or kind of stockpile players there. I'm sure I think you can play second striker as well. So you never know. I, I would take Holler. I'd put my, my eggs in that basket. Uh, but that will do it for us here. Uh gentlemen, uh thank you for chatting. It's always good to, to do a post match uh podcast now that we have some matches back yes. here. The next one is next Wednesday uh against Manchester City, I believe, in the Premier League Asia trophy. So um should be exciting to see how that goes. I, I assume Pep will put out a a strong side in, in West Ham too. So uh, let's hope the, the hammers do, do well there. Any, any final parting words for those listeners out there? I was really surprised today when Declan Rice came on and he played right center back. That was, mm-hmm. that was weird. With black I, socks. With black socks. I with black don't, socks. I don't, I'll be up front. I don't understand that, but that's whatever. <laughs> I was going to throw that out as like a conspiracy. Like, do you think that's a, uh, if you had to pick, put him in the center back line, you know, who would he start with? Like, obviously you, you think you would even start back there? Oh, he starts every day. Yeah. So then who do you kick out? You kick out everyone that's not named Diop or Rice. (laughs) Fair enough. See, it's conspiracy. You're right though, Scott, you were dead on it. Does this confirm that uh, Diop's been sold to Manchester United? If we want to go into the conspiracies, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I do. I do not think we're selling uh, Issa Diop to anyone. I think we're going to have another monster season out of him this year. Um, for the price point we got him, I, I if we sell him, I want I want a lot of money. Hundred million starting. You know, I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go say something crazy. I don't think you're too far from reality. With the kind of numbers we're seeing thrown around by clubs right now for players, mm-hmm. why not ask for $100 million? Now, I don't think you get it, but you certainly sent, sent a message to say, hey, you want him? You pony up, baby. How about this? Phil He's... Jones and $120 million. Uh, It's got to yes, be $150 sure. million. $150 <laughs> million if we're going to get Phil Jones. Uh, okay that'll do it for us here uh at green street hammers guys again (laughs) thank you uh we'll put the we'll put our conspiracy theories away for now Uh, and we'll be back in the coming weeks uh we should talk after the premier league asia trophy uh until then go west ham and we'll talk to you soon come on you irons Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.